Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom! Yeah! Yes! We are excited about this. We get, Who do we have today, Mr. Craig? Oh, oh do you, you want to know who we have? Yes. Okay, we have Mr. Mitch Dunford. We hey. are super... What? Hey guys, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It um, is awesome to have you on. Um, we just recently became Facebook friends. Look at that. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we look. I go in. I scan. I scan your uh, information there. I'm like, hey, this guy needs to come in. And and then interesting story. At the same time that I was doing that, I was talking to Jason on the phone, and I told him. But he didn't listen because then on the off to the side, he asked you to come on. Yeah, it was ironic. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. So that's how we roll. That's how we do it. We really so, wanted to make sure you came on. So yes. tell me, so you said you checked into my profile, my Facebook profile. And so I was talking to mac our audio producer and i'm like why do these guys want to talk to me if they've looked at my pr facebook profile i'm i'm afraid i'm scared because <laughs> it, it ranges from everything from when i was president and ceo at insurance journal all uh -huh. the way down to the fact that i was on vacation last week with my six kids in utah six. to my to my time as a san diego policeman to my support of LGBTQ Mormon kids. I mean, it ranges. It's, <laughs> why do you want to talk to me? What? There you go. I mean, well, I saw I saw the National Alliance for Insurance Education and Research. Okay. And I was like, wow, oh, we got to get we got to get this guy on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the stars uh, lined up, and here we are. Before we jump into that, though, uh -oh. the first question that we always ask is, what was the first concert you ever went to? Uh, Boston, Denver, Colorado, nineteen seventy. Wow! Yeah, good one. Yeah. You're that our could first be Boston. the best one. That could yeah. be the best. That's that could be the best. Yeah, I was the, I was. It was a great experience. Went with a bunch of my friends in high school and. Nice. Yeah. My so when I was when I was uh, younger, my, my dad had a '65 Mustang and it had an eight-track player, and the the one eight-track that I can remember. Like I can, I could see the picture of that Boston album, and we would play it over and over, over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, eight track. You don't know what that is, huh, Mr. Jason? Oh, I do. My grandpa had eight tracks. <laughs> oh, thanks. Great. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but I'll never. He used to listen to um, in this house because I live I live in my my grandparents' old house. Um, they used to have a, a, an eight-track player up here in the in the extra bedroom, and I'll never forget. He, he had it all set up where he would listen to Hank Williams, like my yeah. bucket's got a hole in it, like old <laughs> yeah. Hank Williams. You remember that? And and he would just sit there, and sometimes he would cry. So one of the <laughs> coolest things I ever got for Christmas when I was in high school was an eight-track player that had an AM radio on it and a, a turntable to play records on the top. Three and oh, one. Awesome. Three and one. Yeah, that's awesome. That Back is, you know, I, it's it's interesting how it went from eight track then to regular cassette because to me the eight track was a better technology because you could forward quicker. Yeah, you didn't have to fast forward or rewind. Yeah. you just I mean, hit a button. Yeah. Why yeah. didn't they? It was just size. 
Yeah. Well. <laughs> I guess size matters. <laughs> We've lost all the millennials. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Yeah. So let's let's go back from Boston to now. How did you get to where you are now? And wow, you have a crazy bunch of uh, bunch of history with different careers. It sounds yeah, like. Yeah. So one of the questions I always ask people is, how did you get into the insurance industry? And when yep. I give a, a presentation or a speech, I ask people to raise their hands. I mean, how many people planned on going into the insurance industry? And it's <laughs> right. a fraction. Most people fall into it. And I'm one of those. So I was a San Diego policeman. I was working on the beach enforcement team down in Mission Beach for my Southern California friends. Yes. And I got into a fight trying to make an arrest on a guy that was wrung out on crystal meth, big guy. And to make a long story short, I ended up breaking my leg in like 10 places, had to have a couple operations. And the surgeon that operated on me said, listen, my friend, your career's over because I'm not going to take the liability to say that you can go back on the street. So I, I started this process, a retirement process through the, the police department that lasted about a year and a half. And I, at that time, I had like five kids. So I saw the writing on the wall and I jumped into graduate school and got an MBA in e-commerce back during the big dot-com frenzy. Oh, wow. Wow. And for my master's thesis, I did a, um, a web strategy for a local farmer's agency. Hmm. Oh. And built them a website. And so that led me to... Uh, finding, uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, what year was that? Because the uh, internet stuff is real interesting at the beginning. Yeah, late nineties. Late nineties. I did grad. I went to MBA in two thousand to two thousand two, and I bet my curriculum was totally different than yours. Oh and then yeah. You could take my books, and and it's like it's completely irrelevant. Just yeah. worthless. Everything yeah. we learned. By the time <laughs> they wrote a book. And printed it. Right. It did. It didn't matter. Yeah, it yeah. it right. all changed. Yeah. So it was a really <laughs> interesting time. Yeah. And so, uh, are you guys familiar with Wells Media Group, the yes. insurance journal? Uh, you maybe you get vaguely. Yeah. I'm on uh, the list. For the daily news email. Yeah, I get the I get the thing every day. Yeah. Yeah, I launched. That's an interesting story. I launched that. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, but anyway, so I found uh -huh. they were. They were advertising for a position uh, to sell internet advertising, you know, banner ads, back when banner ads were just rolling out. So I went to work for the Insurance Journal uh, right out of grad school after retiring officially from the police department and started selling internet ads and helping Insurance Journal build out their internet strategy. New websites, wow. you know, emails, all of that. We launched podcasts. And if you go now to insurancejournal.tv, the Insurance Journal has, I would say, one of the most robust catalogs of audio and video content. Hmm. Crazy. So that's all. That, yeah. And then I worked my way up and eventually became president and CEO of the organization. Uh, left a few years ago and came over to the National Alliance, but still have a lot of great friends at Insurance Journal. Mark Wells and that team over there are great people. It's a great organization. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. And that so, brings you 
to this to the National Alliance. Yeah. Yes. And so, what, so talk about what, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, it sounds like you had it thing. all at the, yeah. at the at the you know what I mean. Yeah. And the, so why why would you transition out of that? For a lot of reasons, we wanted to get out of California. I mean, the first time I filled my gas tank here in Texas, I thought there was a problem. It's like, it can't be. No way. No. Yeah. For that. What they're paying me. They gave me money. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I left there. Uh, Bill Hold, the co-founder of the National Alliance, um, he started this organization back in 1969. We just had our 50th anniversary uh, last year. Um he and his son, William, who's taking over as president and CEO next month, uh, were looking to do more online and cool. to to grow their internet presence and some of their content, make some changes with curriculum and how it was distributed. So I came over here and um, I've been here three years. And again, it, you know, the insurance industry is just full of amazing people. Not only are they generally super smart, super talented, passionate about what they do, but most of the time they're great people. Mm -hmm. They're fun yeah. to be around. They're good people. They give back. So um, the same is true here at the National Alliance. It's just been a delight to be here. Great people. And living in Texas has been a lot of fun. Cool. So so what are the type of things that you guys are doing? Like what are you – what's the – this organization do and how do they support the the industry? So the National Alliance for 50 years has been providing uh, insurance education and designation. So our flagship designation is the Certified Insurance Counselor designation or CIC. Okay. And, um, you know, it requires that we have uh, seven programs, seven individual courses, you have to take five of them and pass, pass the exams at the end of, of each 16-hour course. Once you do that, you're awarded the designation, and then every year you do a 16-hour update to stay current on some of the advanced topics that we offer. So um, we have a number of other designations. One of them is for customer service reps. We have a designation for risk managers. Um, we have a designation for school risk managers and one for agents who specialize in high net worth uh, clientele oh, wow. called CPRM. Yeah. Cool. So, so that's what we do. So we we create these courses and we offer them both in the classroom environment and obviously now the majority of what we do is online. So you've been doing online since before online was incredibly profitable. Well, I guess it was profitable, but it was, I don't know. It, in the insurance industry, Jason, <laughs> in the insurance industry, when we started, we had to be at Insurance Journal. We had to be careful what we did because most agencies were still on dial-up. Wow. So, wow. so, so that, wow. Kind of brings it, that kind of brings yeah, me to well. the point that, that I was going to say is that, is that you're on the forefront of technology but you're hitting an industry that that tends to be on the on the tail end of technology. True. So it's so getting what, a lot I mean, better. There, it's it getting, getting a lot better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so take us through that. Like, what have you seen? Um, what are some strengths, weaknesses? Like, you know, talk about that experience. I mean, that's got to be kind of like if you're you're pushing yourself 
to be on the forefront of that. And then with an industry that's kind of pulling back a little bit, it's kind of a, kind of yeah, a weird... when I, when I think back in the early days, there was just, there was a lot of trial and error. Mm. Um, you know, the, it, it was, uh, for example, we were talking about the insurance journal daily email newsletter that now mm -hmm. I think probably has between 80 and maybe a hundred thousand subscribers. I don't know, but it, it's up there that get that email every day. When we launched that, we downloaded a, a piece of free software, uh, a, an HTML email management tool that we got for free. We loaded a couple hundred customers into it. I would literally go to the Insurance Journal website every day and copy and paste the news stories into that piece of software and then wow. send it out. I mean, it was a real kind of innovative, grassroots, make it up as we go type of, of strategy. And it worked out. Yeah. So cool. you know, and innovation is kind of like that. It's messy. You try stuff. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But you just keep going and you make adjustments and amazing things can happen. Right. right. Well, the val there's huge value with, a, with an email list. I mean, that, this is the thing that's the, a big asset for digital marketers is that list. Right. It, and absolutely. so you, if you're hitting that list and you have valuable content, things are going to happen. Yeah. And you have to have great content. And w one of the advantages that insurance journal has is is that they focus on news so news is always top of mind for people it's always changing so their team of writers every day is updating the content on the home page of the insurance journal website which google loves so it boosts their ranking they have a lot of great content that churns through their website oh, that's cool yeah that's cool so what um you know, go. What? Wh where have you? You've been an outsider, let's say, to the to the insurance industry, like we talked about before. You were saying, I'm. I've never been an insurance agent. I've just, you know, been working with insurance agents, kind of, or serving insurance agents. Um, what things have shocked you, or that you've been surprised of, as you've learned more about the insurance industry? Just how interesting and fun it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, true. It's, it's a fascinating business. And while, you know, being a police officer, um, <laughs> I when people were fleeing from a scene, I was fleeing to it as fast as I could because I thought it was fun. <laughs> I wanted to get into the mix. And insurance professionals, you know, risk managers, they're similar. They embrace risk. Instead of fleeing from it, they embrace it. They study it. They have fun with it and they make money off of it. That's fascinating. And I think I think it requires a certain type of personality that really fits with that. So yeah. that's what surprised me the most. I went into it thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be so boring. <laughs> but, no, it's true. I, everybody thinks, I mean, that's that's the running joke that, that Craig and I always, you know, it's it, insurance is so boring. Like that's what we even tell our agents, right? When we're training them is like, Insurance is so boring. Like, you got to bring your personality into it. And really, like, that's kind of what you're saying is that, I mean, the, the people behind insurance have big personalities. And they, they are yeah. they are trying to help. And they are trying to do something kind of unique. Um, so it it is, it is fun. 
It's funny well, to you know, say it's fun, but <laughs> in that it's so in that the product itself may not be the most exciting thing right. in the world. And the perception of the product is it's a commodity. I don't care. Just give me what I need. That's the perception. you have you, you have to be interesting, right? You have yeah. to bring fun and interest to the job or it's just like, you know, the DMV or something. We, we have to make it a little bit more exciting. Otherwise, we're not going to attract anybody. And especially now when this, when this entire industry is flipping upside down and going to technology, and I think there's a lot of consolidation, we need to differentiate. You know, where, so you were about to say so. Well, where do you see, where do you see the agent's role um, going forward? I know that there's some agents that think, hey, it's the end of the world. There's not going to be a yeah. no, in three years. No, you it's know, too complicated. Yeah, especially commercial lines. It's it's just. I mean, I what was funny when I was president at at Insurance Journal, we had our own uh, insurance agents uh, agency that um, we worked with, and once a year he'd come down and meet with me, and he'd get so frustrated because he 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 just assumed that I knew all of these different insurance components and definitions and things and I didn't know what he was talking about and he thought I should but the <laughs> the uh, I, I the agent plays such an important role in this risk the the concept of risk management mm-hmm. I mean you've got to understand the policy language you have to understand the exclusions that apply you if you don't you're not doing your customer the service that they deserve especially especially with commercial lines and how complicated it can be. I mean, you, you, your people's financial welfare hangs in the balance if you don't do it right. Yeah. It's amazing how uh, some of the carriers have mismanaged the perception of what insurance really is to the consumer because the message over and over, and especially in PNC, I think that the, in the commercial side, the, the, the client's a little bit more uh, sophisticated and has an understanding right, of what's at right, risk. Right. But in the, consumer, in, the, in the consumer space, in the home and auto, you have companies that it's all about getting the cheapest deal. And I yeah. say cheapest, not lowest, the cheapest, right? Yeah. They, they and hammer we all that. know who they are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is my selling point. You're not going to spend any time. I won't quantify it as 15 minutes, but you're not going to spend any yeah. time and it's not, and it's going to save you right. money by doing it. And it's like, if that's your selling point, then what the hell are you selling? You're selling right. air, right? So I think once, and that's, that's part of our job, right? Is, is to shift the mind of that consumer, which can be troubling sometimes. It can be hard, especially for new agents that are young and that you're, that you're coaching because they come with this perception too. And so you know, it's an uphill battle. We have to we have to constantly go against that message. What and this yeah. this is not old news. I mean, I mean, when I first started in the insurance industry and started paying attention to the automation and the internet, everyone was saying that the day of the agent's over. This is all going right. to move online. It didn't. It's not <laughs> yeah. going to. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I was so proud to be part of the industry during the Great Recession when the some of the other financial institutions inside you know our country and our financial system did us all a disservice mm. the insurance industry for the most part didn't get in, in involved in that and helped us maintain our um, integrity and our unique economy which helped us come out of it i was really proud to be a part of it uh-huh 
That is awesome. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what financial institutions are backed by, right? Or is that exactly <laughs> our <laughs> unique economy relies yep. on the promise that the insurance industry makes every day? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that, it's people don't think about that deep enough, especially you know, like these kind of times, right? The, I mean, the insurance industry is a very solid institution that is holding a lot together where things, when things get shaky ground, you always have the insurance industry kind of helping. That's right. To step up. Yeah. Yep. And not to, not to bad mouth the banks, but here they are again, getting free money to hand out to everybody. Right. I, I, it's not, I don't want to get philosophical, but it is interesting how a business can get free cost of goods sold. Here you go. Here's your product. Hand it out. I got to you know, tell I, you, I just... it reminds <laughs> me of 2000, the early 2000s and how that all played out. And I get a little nervous. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I had dinner with my CPA last night. We were talking about, I just said, what's your take on all of it? And it, it is interesting that, you know, well, there were there weren't a lot of options here. You know, it's either the government's going to pay for it on the complete collapse and unemployment, or they're going to yeah. pay for it to try to miss it. Right. And we'll find out how that all works out, but it's yeah. an interesting times. Yeah. Interesting times. Do you, do you think this has an impact on the insurance business and the industry and how, how business is done? What do you see coming out of this? One of the biggest impacts I think this will have on the agency space is this concept of remote working. Mm, I mean, sure. you have all of these agencies that had to close their doors, move everybody home. And what they're realizing is, hey, this has worked <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to maintain all of this office space and all of that's going to drop to the bottom line. So I that I think that's going to be an unintended unintended consequence of this whole thing, and yeah. it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how it impacts the agency space and maybe how it impacts the value of commercial property. Who knows? I know. So uh, glad that, I just bought the building. Yeah, so <laughs> that has been a conversation that's come up recently with a lot of people that I know in other industries as well. But I mean, yes, I would say I would say all of America that has had the opportunity to work from home has realized it's not as scary as once thought. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there are a lot of benefits to it and, um, and maybe it's a hybrid model in the future or whatever, but, yeah. uh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. I, 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 there's so many negatives that are on the forefront of everything that's going on now that it's hard to see a lot of the benefits that are going to come out of this. And that is one benefit. I think that it's forcing us to think differently when we've been very relaxed for a while in business. And, um, I think there's going to be a lot of good coming out of this and innovation. I agree with you, Jason. Absolutely. Especially when schools open up, we've been hearing a lot. Of, there's a lot of challenges right now with parents who have young kids at home that they're having mm. to work while helping their kids engage with online school. My kids yeah. are older. My youngest is a sophomore in high school. So I just, mm. you know, Sam, go, go, yeah. go. Do auto. They're on autopilot. Yeah. They're on <laughs> autopilot. Go do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But to have elementary school kids at home, 
In fact, we're we're looking at pulling together an hour-long uh, webinar where we're going to bring in a, a career coach and a wellness coach mm. to talk to our our participants about how do you manage having kids in homeschool and work at the same time, and what's realistic, and how do you mm. how do you how do you manage that? I don't know how they do it. Yeah, no, that's 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 a for real situation, and then. On top of it, the layers of that is, you know, some of like even our job, like I, I have employees that have, you know, four kids plus that that aren't in school and they're trying to help a bunch of people on the phone and trying to pay attention and and everything while, you know, it's it can be very demanding. And then having four kids, you know, right by you right there right. is right. it's very demanding. And I'm very I mean, my heart goes out out to them. Um, as we all try to figure out how do we manage this the best, you know, and then going forward with the uncertainty of, you know, are schools actually going to open up or are they just, you know, right. going to be pushed back? Like what's really yeah. going on? We were talking the other day, you know, back in April, we thought, oh, this is going to, this is going to pass in a month or so. Well, it didn't. So here we no. are. Yeah. No, as soon as they closed down Disneyland and sports, it's oh. like, no, it, it's it's not going to open up two weeks later. Like the, right. those the decisions NFL to make. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, the decisions to make that the that large of organizations stop is not going to be so easy to open back up. Like those. That was uh, that was a turning point for me mentally. I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be a long haul. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's the new normal. I it can't is. get into the the uh, the the electronic people on the sidelines of the basketball game. It just it's not doing it for me. <laughs> or the the cutouts of people. In yeah, the, the cutouts and yeah, it's just yeah. although although Bernie in the background of the Dodgers was phenomenal. If they could just <laughs> do more stuff, like, put whoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like where's Waldo? Yeah, uh, exactly. Funny. So funny. what else? What else is cooking? What 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 else do you guys have cooking? I love the 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 webinar that you're doing. Um, if you get the link over, we can throw it in the show notes. Um, awesome, I'll I'll do that. We're rolling out. This is kind of interesting, and it goes back to a career in in insurance and just how fascinating it can be. We have successfully built out a three semester program for high school students in Texas that's actually rolling out in some other states also where high school kids can uh, obtain their CISR designation in three semesters in high school. Wow. And, and we built it using um, actors and actresses in our studios and a few internal people where they're teaching our regular CISR courses written exclusively and, and uniquely for the high school student mind, where these kids on a daily oh, basis wow. watch these videos and then sit for the exams. And if they pass the exams, they graduate from high school with one of our designations. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, we're super excited about it. We're rolling it out here first in Texas. We've we've received a lot of insurance industry support from a lot of local agencies who are actually uh, contributing money as scholarships for the high schools in their Oof. communities. Yeah, wow. so these kids, instead of some of them who never will have an opportunity to go to college, 
instead of going to work at McDonald's, can go to work as a CSR in an agency and start a career. It's really exciting. That is exciting. I love it. What that a great idea. Cool. Yeah. Get some good curriculum in that high school. Yeah, because <laughs> what, how, do we, how do we teach? Like, we all fall into this, right? At some, at some point, somebody falls into it, or your dad did it, or your family did it, and you, and you get into this role. Where is that? It's like, there's, if, you, if you're not around it, there's no chance that you're going to be like, I'm going to take some time to learn about the insurance industry. <laughs> insurance industry. Yes. So that's so, great. But, and then there's an optional fourth semester internship at a local agency. So these local agencies then can bring in these kids from the high school and test them out and, and potentially offer them a job. Interesting. That's really cool. I did that. Well, I could be the annex, the annex here in Tucson. So if you (laughs) want to, I'm always looking. (laughs) There's a couple of high schools and colleges that I got hooked up with when I first opened my agency and, um, they had programs going that would bring some interns in and it was it was a fun experience they learned a lot i heck i learned a lot um so that's a, that's a great i love that program are you guys coming over here to california eventually yeah we just rolled it out this month here in texas like i oh, said cool. we have a couple other states that we're rolling it out into and my guess as this as we learn over the next couple of semesters how to best you know, narrow this down perfectly and make any necessary changes that we need to make. And we start seeing these kids have success. Um, Mm. Every state is going to want it because we got it certified for CTE requirements here in Texas. So it, yeah, it, 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 it actually can qualifies for federal grant money so that these high schools can get special grant money to help these kids obtain this specialized insurance designation before they graduate. Everyone wow. wins. Yeah. And we all win, know, win, win. Yeah. We all know how desperate the industry is for new, new people. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, yep. I love that. I think that gives some um, reassurance that we're not going away. No. Uh, if we're making programs to to inject more people into it, and then the more awareness there is, the more that people are going to see the need, because so there is a need. Absolutely, and so we're going to spend some time over the next year creating some podcasts for high school kids, some videos uh, explaining just how exciting um, you know a career in the insurance industry is, and we all know if you have a, an interest in construction or. Uh, Whatever you can find a career in the insurance industry, right. marketing, PR, finance, there's a place for you. And I think almost yeah. anybody that that enters this world and becomes staff at an agency can eventually become an agent. Absolutely, know, as long as you have the some business, some and and even then, you may not want to be the role of the business owner. Like Jason and I are more entrepreneurial, want to be the business owner, and then we have the. The more ins- you know, the 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 other like the more insurance minded that does the reviews, and you can, but you can do it anyway, right? Yeah. You can you can say I want to be in the office and I want to do all the reviews. Great, do it, right? You know, so that's what's so so wonderful about it is you can. There's so many different ways you can run your agency. There's so many different ways, to, so many different things to focus on, you know, and so, so it's roles. yeah, it's so many different roles. I love it. I love it. That's yeah, so awesome. We we want to create some content to explain to these kids just 
how cool a career in the insurance industry can be and what their options are and 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 give them some visibility into some of these younger agents and what they're doing so to get them excited about getting engaged with our course that's it's great, great. Yeah. we'll link that yeah. up too make sure you get the link yeah. over you bet yep yep yeah so so Mitch, with everything that you've learned um, if you had to give one piece of advice to insurance agents in general, maybe somebody that's new or, or from some of the pitfalls that you've seen throughout the in, uh, industry, what would be the one piece of advice you give insurance agents? Uh, do something. <laughs> what I mean by that, what I mean by that, let me give you an experience from when I was a police officer. So uh, for uh, a few years in my career, I was on a SWAT team and Ooh. we went, we had, we did some training at a paintball arena, an indoor paintball arena where we all armed ourselves with paintball guns and we were practicing doing hostage rescues and dynamic entries. Well, as with most police officers, the first hour went fine and then it turned into a free for all. But my, <laughs> my, my partner and I were on the high ground inside this paintball arena, just hanging out. And we saw this group of like three or four younger SWAT officers walking below us. So we just turned our paintball guns on them and basically did an ambush. <laughs> and, and what I learned from that was, you know, in an ambush, the only way to survive it or get out of it, is to do something hmm. and fight instead back. of just sitting there. Yeah. Instead of just standing there taking all of these <laughs> this flurry of paintball rounds from above, <laughs> the ones that actually did something and moved or returned fire, they escaped. And I think <laughs> yeah. the same is true in business. Hmm. It can be real simple or it, you can you can get overwhelmed with, you know, Google AdWords, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, on how are you going to get out there? What are your options? What does it all mean? How am I going to do a podcast? How am I going to do a video? How am I going to engage on the internet with my customers? It can get so overwhelming that you don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much noise that you get paralyzed and you get that analysis paralysis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the, but, but the ones that are successful put away the fear and they do something and that something yeah. leads to something else, which leads to something else. And before you yeah. know it, you're, you're, you're on your way. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Well, that's fantastic advice, especially this year when we could either cower or we can really take advantage of, um, the opportunity to just change, right. To, to do some help people like, there's so much, um, when, the, when there is change, there's so much you can do. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Exactly. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Mitch. This is awesome. Yeah. You guys are yeah. terrific. Let's uh, stay in contact. I'd love to share your podcast with these high school students. Cool. Uh, sure. You guys are super dynamic and I think they'd really enjoy it. So I'll be in touch. I, it's All a real right. honor. I appreciate it. Hey, Thanks, thank Mitch. You, Mitch. Awesome. All right, guys. Great. Take yeah. care. Have yeah. a good one. Bye. Hey, you've got to check out the Insurance Dudes Inner Circle coming soon where you get extended interviews as well as live coffee talks in our private Facebook group. Join the mailing list today at theinsurancedudespodcast.com.
Hey, thanks for checking out the Insurance Dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.